Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried begging you for money. Give me money to make more odd... Cut, take two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried saying to you, give me money. I want money. Just give me money to make more Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. It costs money, believe it or not. You're over there saying, but it's so cheap and amateurish. I know that, but it still takes money. So it's patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. Patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. And there are rewards in it. I can't even say reward. Rolling. And there are cut. And you know, like signed posters. And uh, and I'll some some of you, if it's enough money, I'll roast you. And uh, there's so much, so much. But it's Patreon.com/slash Gilbert Gottfried. Give me money. Godfrey, and I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. We're once again recording at Nutmeg Studios with our engineer, Frank Verderosa. And this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing, colossal obsessions. And we're here getting quizzed by Kevin Dougherty. Now, just so listeners can, we left off the yep. first version with yep. Madman of the People. Yep. Dabney, Dabney Coleman. Coleman. Dabney Coleman, Cynthia Gibb, Craig Bierko. There was some controversy in the first segment about whether Craig Bierko could be the answer twice, but we shouldn't bring that up again because it got a little bit ugly. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it may get ugly again. It may come up again. Kevin, Kevin is a man who lives by his own rules. And our pal Kevin Doherty is here. And uh, Kevin, at the end of the episode, well, what, we have a little time before we start this second. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit of uh, what, you're, what you're working on? What I'm working on is, a, is a, um, a documentary about our pal, mutual friend, Drew Friedman. Yes. Um, it's, we're launching a Kickstarter campaign, I think November 1st around Halloween. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but sometime around there. And you can get some more info at uh, my new website, ChicoNeededTheMoney.com. Bastard. Plug, plug. Yes. <laughs> you guys can have it when I'm you done with it. You will hear from my lawyers. I couldn't believe you were all over that already. I just said, you know. I can't believe that. <laughs> the documentaries are going to be called Vermeer of the Borscht Belt, but I'm not sure anybody knows how to spell Vermeer or Borscht, so I was a little panicky. <laughs> so I just said, what else can I peg this with that people are going to remember? What so, about the person who named him Vermeer of the Borscht Belt? Are they going to sue? Um. It's a guy from the New York Times. you know who it was? New York Times, yeah. I can't I forget, remember. I forget now. Well, Drew is certainly deserving of a documentary. Yeah, and he's got a new book coming out, More, More Heroes of the Comics. Yep. And, uh, yes, he does. for Christmas. It's and, stuck in a, um, a ship someplace in customs right now, but you'll be able to get it Drew, soon. Drew could be one of your trivia questions. Who's done this show more than anybody else? I think, is that true? I was trying to figure this out. Well, he's done four. He's on the anniversary shows. He's done th- uh, f- four or three. Certainly three, yeah. and, he was, and he was present for Larry and Scott. 
Oh, okay. Yes, uh, that, that, so, I think so that's three counts. and a half. And he's been mentioned, I think, on the show uh, more than yeah, everybody a since. A million <laughs> times. And we'll have Cliff Nesteroff coming back, too, in a couple of weeks for a oh, minute. Good, good. So, all right, so back to, the, back to the quiz. And, Kevin, you've worked so hard on this. So hard. I give you credit. Okay, this guest appeared on The Twilight Zone, hosted a syndicated cooking show in the 70s called The Melting Pot, was a mainstay on game shows for 30 years, yet his longest run in prime time was as a character, it's a man, called Lauren Bray on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. And he was not the first character, uh, first not actor James to play Not James Karen. No. Not, not Marty Allen. No. Oh, this one's a layup. Is it? The clue was, the, 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 the telling clue oh, is yeah. a fixture on game shows. And pretty much... I'm amazed he's done anything else because he's so a game show guy. And a talk shows too, I think you'd give him. Oh, jeez. Well, I'll give you a clue. He shares his first name with with uh, the man who played Charles Foster Kane. <laughs> That's kind <laughs> of easy. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy that Robin William calls on um, Mort calling Orson. Orson. <laughs> I just kind of gave it away. Right. Or- Orson was a fun guest. Oh, yeah. Orson yeah. Bean. Yeah. yeah. He was our he was our most ornery guest. Was he? Yeah, which I loved about him. Yes. <laughs> he kept <laughs> insulting us. Well, I guess Einstein insulted us throughout yeah. the show as well. I think Orson Bean meant it. I love Orson. Orson was very very grateful after the show. Okay, here's one. In nineteen and remember I said I could repeat the guess. The, okay. The Damn it. <laughs> That's kind of a clue, so I'm kind of giving yeah. you a, a an assist from the outside of the paint. In nineteen seventy one, he shared the screen with Dean Jones, Art Matrano, and Hunts Hall in a show on CBS called The Chicago Teddy Bears, another one and done. He first appeared on screen with Spencer Tracy in Adam's Rib in nineteen forty nine. You know this one, oh, Gil. Kaplan. Kaplan. We were kicking ourselves after that interview because we never got to the Chicago Teddy Bears. Oh, really? I yeah. have a vague memory of that. Um, and two get good guests for this show. We lost Dean Jones. Two, oh, yeah. Two good options for this show: Art Matrano and Jamie Farr. Oh, yeah. Art Matrano's still, still around. He's in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair because he, he fell. Accident. He had a bad yeah, fall yeah. many years ago, but he's still around. And, and Jamie Farr was in the Chicago Teddy Bears. You bet he was. Jamie Farr, Neville Brand. Wow, oh, quite Neville a cast. Brand. Mickey Shaughnessy. Yeah. Something. Mickey Shaughnessy. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. So look up the Chicago Teddy Bears for us, Paul. What can you tell us about it? All right. These are fun, Kev. How much time did you put into this? Um, I, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> I I, what, what am I doing? I live in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. What the fuck am I going to do? What's more important than this? This really? is great. Yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah. to call a break. This okay. is we'll pretend this is a commercial break because I want you to tell Gil the uh, the story. The, I want you to tell Gil about Brian De Palma. Oh, cool. Yeah. Should we do it? You mean now? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was uh, my first film job. I think was working as a PA on um, Bonfire of the Vanities. Oh, okay. In like what was it, 1990 or That's something like that? That's a classic. Yeah, and it was <laughs> I. I was working in cable television. I said I want to go to New York and work on film, so I got a job as a. And the problem is, Bonfire of the Vanities was this big production. One yes. of these. It was like something from they don't do anymore. And so they were shooting on this in this trading floor downtown, and they hired everybody because they just needed people to stop people from coming in the door. They just needed they just were throwing bodies at stuff. So I got a job. My job was to stand in front of this trading floor where there was going to be three hundred extras coming through and check every person's ID. And don't, and this, this assistant director comes up and she says, "You don't let anybody in without an ID badge, without a without a laminated badge." And I was like. Pfft. 
I got it. I got this. I can do this. <laughs> so five minutes later, Tom Hanks comes by without an ID, breezes through. I'm like, hey, Tom Hanks. So I'm sitting there. I'm checking. There's guys running through traders, obnoxious little trader guys, and showing me their badges, rushing through, trying to get up, push through my way. And then there's this guy walking down the uh, walking down the hallway, this bearded fat fuck with a greasy looking <laughs> suit on. And I go, hey, buddy, buddy, you need an ID. The assistant director grabs me and goes, that's Brian De Palma, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Nice work. So then I was in the parking garage for six weeks uh, watching an empty parking space. That so was, my, was it Brian De Palma who banished you to the parking garage? Yeah, or what? I think word got around. But, you know, he was wearing this baggy suit and he looked like a homeless guy. I didn't know. Thanks. Now so, Brian De Palma will never do the show. Yeah. Chicago teddy bears. Yeah, let's hear you got, it. Now you, you got Dean Jones and Art Matrano. Oh, John Banner was on the Chicago teddy bears. Yeah, he was Schultz. Is, oh, that's right. Oh, dressed God. Dressed with, with his army hat here. Uh, Jamie Farr, you mentioned. I think Ann Southern. Ann Southern. Ann Southern, really? Well, she must have been recovered. And Hunts Hall. Hunts, Hunts Hall. Hall. Oh, oh I buried the lead. Hunts Hall. Wow. So that's a pretty good uh, crew. And and quickly canceled. <laughs> and quickly canceled. <laughs> quickly, yeah. Despite the stellar lineup. Canceled during a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was the one that we were talking about with Schlatter that got canceled oh, before? turn on. Turn on. It got canceled turn before on. it made it to the West what Coast feed. It made it to, the, to one commercial and never we, got and back. And what did it come back to? A what, test pattern? Tim yeah, Conway it, and Chuck McCann. It oh. never oh, okay, came okay. back from its first commercial break. <laughs> it's legendary. <laughs> and, and they were... Having a party for the premiere, <laughs> and it turned into a party for the last episode. Yeah. We ever get Conway on here. Right. This guest had a behind-the-scenes role in a very popular sitcom, and she also played an optometrist for a one-season thing on um, the WB in 1997 called All Right Already. An optometrist? She played an optometrist, yes. That's a person who uh, looks on the good Michaels. side, right? <laughs> I know this one, too. Really? Yeah, because... I'd- because, yeah, her sitcom, which I, was on the WB? WB All 1997, right yes. Yeah, which was, I, if, as memory serves, developed by one of her fellow Seinfeld alums. Oh. Uh, a writer from Seinfeld. Oh, Carol Leifer. Yeah, yes. yes. from my hometown. Oh. Where's from Park, Long Island. Okay. Uh, yeah, she, Carol's fun. This guest made numerous TV and film appearances as an actor and part of a comedy team but his big break came when Maury Amsterdam suggested he replace Burt Parks as the host of a game show that would become this guest's signature work. He was in a comedy team. Peter Marshall? Bingo! Uh, this one's well-timed. Yeah, Marshall. Uh, Noonan and Marshall. Noonan and Marshall. I think Hollywood Squares turned 50 this week. Wow. Is it? Wow. Is there a current incarnation of Hollywood Squares? That is it on the air? Because they're bringing back everything. No, there was Whoopi's version with, yeah. with Gilbert. And I can't believe... But- there but was I, a black one, wasn't there? A black Hollywood Square? Yes, I, no, I'm not making this up. There was <laughs> all black Hollywood Square. I think there was. With Stu Gillum in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> I think there was. No memory of that, my friend. Butterfly McQueen? <laughs> no, I think it was. Lay off the, the chicken burritos at 3 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. I'm going to get back to you. Okay, what do podcast guests Paul Schaefer, Howie Mandel, and Cliff Nesterhoff all have in common? Not germs. <laughs> well, besides besides that. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, and it's not what it means either. Well, Howie's a germaphobe, but yeah, how did you fold yeah, Cliff and I, Paul into it's, that? It's the first thing that... Oh, wait. <laughs> wait. It's the first thing? Really? Dara ran in. They're all Thank Canadian. You. Dara got oh, oh, they're Dara. all Canadian. Oh. That was swift. 
That was like Joyce Brothers knowing about heavyweight fights. Oh, yes. <laughs> I thought they might be all Jewish. I asked Cliff, N- Cliff Nesterhoff if he was Jewish, and I didn't get a straight answer out of him, so it could be two things there. I don't know. That was nicely done. Well, nice, you. Dara. Rode in like the cavalry there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all Canadian. Very good. So Hollywood, I'm not finding any black Hollywood squares. <laughs> to, we edited that out. I don't want to look bad. I to tell no, you, well, right. you're the we only just... person who's ever looked for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I got a little thing Google said no one has ever searched this before. But it did. But we just missed the 50th because it was 1965. Uh, Hollywood squares? That's what it says. TV Can't, series 1965 to 1980. That doesn't sound right. But oh, okay. we should have had Paul Lynn on. But okay. <laughs> the regrets in life. Yes. <laughs> Here's it. Now, here's By it. the way, you can also stop searching because there's also never been anything. <laughs> it's never been an all-black game show, period. <laughs> you well, can forget searching well, for the Hollywood game. Uh, I'm Hollywood not Square sure first. any podcast has noted that up to this I point. Can't I want to say it was an R&B-themed version. Maybe I'm wrong. R&B. I don't want to say a black version. Well, there was Rock and Roll Jeopardy. So yeah. I suppose there could be an R&B yeah. Hollywood Squares. There was homeless Hollywood Squares on Howard Stern. Homeless Hollywood. It's not related. All right. And this is my next to last real. This is a good one. How many podcast guests have been nominated and or won Academy Awards? <laughs> this is a tough one. Okay. Hang on a minute. And Are we talking about just for acting? Um, or, no. Or, or no, anything? No. no. Okay. All right. We could be dun, some. Dun, dun, this is going to be a little dun, dun, <laughs> Well, I, how, well, what is the number? Do you have a number? Um, do you want the number? Well, give me a give me a ballpark. Uh, more than five, less than ten. Oh God, I'm not going to. We don't we don't have the airtime to sit here and search. <laughs> well, Paul Williams has an Oscar. Oh, okay. Let me change that number. <laughs> Hold on. I may be going out. Are you sure about that? I think Evergreen check won that. best you song. Check that. I will check that out. I think I Evergreen will... won oh, best man. song. It was we really late at night. This was the last question. I nominated or won? Nominated and or won. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. How about the most nominated out of all your guests? That's a that's kind of well, an Lee easy Grant one. has one. Oh, well, my also, God. She's also the most nominated. She has one, two, three, four nominations, counting the one that she won for uh, Shampoo. Okay. Um, the second uh, most nominated would be a male um, who's got two nominations, I believe. There's a director. Well, uh, Bogdanovich must have been nominated. Yes. Nominated uh, 72 Best Director. Sure. Um, for, best Writing. For, uh, for Paper Moon and for uh, Blast Picture Show. Yes. So that's that's uh, that's two. He never won, though. Now, what, did, what, did you, what did you say about Paul Williams? You thought he did Paul get Paul Williams. No. no? Paul right. Williams was the center square in the Black Hollywood Square. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was and Billy Dee Williams. <laughs> <laughs> They're often confused. Did how he win one or not? Okay, so how many times was Paul Williams nominated for an Academy Oh, see, oh, if he's nominated, uh, I'm wrong. No, so how many times was he nominated? I don't know, but I, did, did ever, didn't Evergreen win an Oscar? Evergreen 1977. Uh, okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I remember Paul posing also, with his Oscar. Also nominated, but did not win for Rainbow, Rainbow Connection. Connection. The Muppet Movie. Right. And Bugsy Malone. And Bugsy Malone. Okay, so I was off by one. Which is a movie people should see. Okay, there was a, I'll give you a hint on this one. The 1979 nominated uh, Oscar Best Actor in a Leading Role was... Uh, wait a minute, one, wait a minute. What year? 1979 nominated for the Oscar Best Actor in a Leading Role was, I think, 
in my opinion, the scariest guest you've ever had. I think you were alone with him in California. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, fearing yeah, for yeah, your yeah, safety. Gary Busey. Gary Busey. The one episode I'd like to go in and erase. Wow. I just have this. You weren't even there, were you? Were I was you on the at phone? home sick. I just Gilbert have a, was this, in LA. this picture of Gary Busey hulking over you. Oh, yeah. And just like breathe, like like uh, Trump on top of Hillary. It just, yeah. It when I first scary. got on the phone, he said the immortal line, maybe the second funniest thing ever said on the podcast. He said, You sound like a, what did he sound? You sound like a woman in a child's wig. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I left it wow. in. Because it was so goddamn funny, it didn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> yeah, he got nominated for the Buddy Holly yes, story. Yes, the Buddy Holly story in '79. Well, he, that was stiff competition because I think uh, Dustin Hoffman uh, for Kramer versus oh, Kramer that, that year. Yeah, you better check that. I'm not sure. '79. That was a big year. Yeah, or right, maybe I don't have. The okay, I'll give you right. one more. He was nominated for Do the Right Thing in 1990. A guest. Ah. Oh, Danny. Yeah, Danny. Ayala. Right. Well, what, what did honorary Oscars count? Because Roger Corman has an honorary Oscar. No, I wasn't counting honorary. But the best one, he was nominated for the best music original song. And he's not not a guy you would think of as being a musical. I mean, he is musical. He's 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 been musical in movies, but I don't think he's ever been in a mus- musical in the MGM kind of tradition. A guest, a very oh, musical I'm, guest, but he's an actor. I got a stew on that one for a while. Paul, what'd you come up with? 1979. Yeah. Best actor nominees. Coming home, John Voight. John oh, Voight, yeah, right, that's a heavy. Right, right. Uh, right. Heaven can wait, Warren Beatty. You were right. This was heavy, heavy competition. Yeah, I got, the, I got my years right. Busey was in '79. Robert De Niro for the Deer Hunter. Oh, right. Geez. Wow. And Lawrence Olivier, a for, little-known English actor for the Boys from Brazil. The boys from Brazil. Oh, wow. Those, those were the five. Incredible year. Those were. The Say five. them again. Coming home, uh, Voight. Heaven can wait, Warren Beatty, Busey. The Deer Hunter with De Niro and the boys from Brazil, Lawrence Olivier. Who won? Was it Busey? No, no, he didn't win. No winner. No winner. I'm sorry, John Voight. John Voight won. John Voight coming home. John Voight. Yeah, was the winner. That was a great movie. Okay, we're still short one. A guy who was nominated for Oscar for the best music original song in a 2003 picture, Um, and he's in. He plays music in several movies. How many questions you got after that one? I think I'm done after this. I got one more kind of. You got a bonus, a super bonus question? I got a question? super bonus question. <laughs> okay. I think I got this one because, uh, and he was in this room. Uh, I think the song is A Kiss at the yeah, End of the Rainbow from, from A Mighty Wind. Bing, bing, bing. And it's our, it's our friend Michael McKean. And he's also in Spinal Tap, so he's done a lot of music in movies. But And props to his wife, his lovely wife, Annette O'Toole. Oh, is that? Oh, who, so she was. Who I think wrote that, co wrote that song. Shared with Annette O'Toole, okay. And more importantly, Annette O'Toole shows her tits and cat people. There you go. Yeah. Does she? she get yes. I love that movie. I don't even notice that. Yeah. yeah Did she get an See, that, that was back best... when when they'd had those movies with like constant nudity. Yeah, just on. for no reason. Gratuitous nudity. Yes. Boom. Yeah. Now I you miss those days. You like incidental nudity, but yes. what's your what's your policy on gratuitous nudity? Oh, I like that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the parameters are nudity and nudity. I just don't like nudity in a sex scene. Yeah. I mean, that to me is too just artsy. Just walking around everyday nudity. Yeah, yes. that's what I he think likes. I see yes. what you mean. That's what he likes. Changing a bulb. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Replacing the, the roach A girl traps. naked doing her taxes. Do you know what rule 34 is? <laughs> what? Rule 34 is a rule of the internet. Is that If it exists, there is porn of it. 
So if you, if your personal turn on is women, naked women changing light bulbs, and you go to Google and you type in naked women changing light bulbs. Paul, can you answer? <laughs> okay, right. Paul, what do you got on that? That's what I'm here for. That's, that's rule 34. That's, uh, Remember that. If it job. exists, there is porn of it. Uh, all right. You want one you more? You want a drum roll for the super? Okay. Uh, the super. Uh, okay, this it's 112 can... degrees in this room. Yeah, I'd like it's hot. to say. I think we get more people in here. This podcast guest starred in a 1969 anthology series with a rotating cast that included Bernie Capel, James Hampton, and Clifton Davis. Name the guest on the show. Holy shit. Oh, this is an easy one. This it's is not Ken Berry. No. 1969 no. anthology series. 1969 anthology, anthology series? Yeah, well, think about it. You, you're not going to think this is an anthology series, but it is an anthology series. It was, And he was a rotating... A rotating cast... Um, the cast, you'd see the same people in it over and over. Ken Berry was in it at one point. That's a hint. But he's not the, he's not the, um, but this guy was like the guy. This guy was in like everyone. And it's not Stuart Margolin I didn't again. say it wasn't Stuart Margolin. <laughs> Stuart Margolin? <laughs> yes, yes, sorry. <laughs> I kept going back to, you know. Well, he wasn't really in the episode, in the vignettes. He was in the blackouts. No, but Stuart he was Mark in the Oli. series. I didn't, He you know. was in the yeah, series, created was. by his brother. Oh, yes, ex- yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's all I got. What do we got on, on nude women changing okay. bulbs, Paul? There we go. All right. <laughs> Casual I nudity, a, I think that's I called. Got a, I got a video, and it starts <laughs> not with a Nate nude woman <laughs> changing a light bulb, with a naked woman standing beside a light bulb. Well. Which gives... <laughs> <laughs> that can't get too specific. Yeah. That, that'll have to do. Yes. <laughs> People and with an Edison fetish. In storm. <laughs> Kevin, this was a ride, man. Excellent. Thank, Thank you. That uh, was fun. It. Now, we'll, we'll, we should bring you back on a recurring basis. Like, you know, they used to bring Stan Can, the gadget oh, man. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I feel like Eddie Munster meeting Zombo. <laughs> So what do you guys got to be Louis Nye? I found the naked woman changing the light bulb, and they won't. I've got to sign in because I'm underage. I can't oh get my There's a black van God. pulling up outside. I can't get to like it. like Eddie it's Munster there. meeting Zombo. Gil, you won't get a better compliment. No. <laughs> we should bring you back, well, and we'll, we'll either anytime. do this or we'll do some variation on anytime. it. Anytime. You know, you got it. those TV guides there on the I floor. i got plenty of TV guides to go through. This gives me an opportunity <laughs> to thank a listener uh, named Lance Laurie, who's been sending me old TV guides and wonderful stuff. He's been, he sent me news. He's a collector. He sent me the National Lampoon issue that had the great Mad Magazine parody oh, in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. What Me the Funny. What Me Lie. Yeah, yeah, not that one. But uh, he's been sending me stuff from his archives, just great stuff. So thank you, Lance. TV Guide was the uh, biggest magazine. It's hard to believe how big a – TV Guide was 20 million copies Every week. What what I don't understand is like when they changed it. To I like the book form. Yeah. Yeah. TV. They guys. went for the big size. Yeah. Are they still publishing it? It's still published. It's got a circulation of about 1.5 million. Um, the Where do you find is, TV Guide? I see it. It's a big form and it's kind of like people. It's got a programming grid in it, but it's been sold so many times. The interesting trivia about TV Guide is TV Guide went from being the biggest magazine in the country to around 2007, the company TV Guide was sold for a dollar. The TV Guide on the newsstand wow. cost $2.49 at the time. The company cost less than a price of a single issue of the magazine. They were liquidating so badly. TV Buying Guide was a, a big part of, of my childhood. Yeah. It's, it was, yeah. But it was Cleveland uh, Amory's column in the yeah, back. It was, and, uh, a, and those it was really... a powerhouse magazine. It was, you know, bigger than any magazine on the stands today. That's for certain, you know. Yeah, I've got a bunch at home. 
And Lance I, I feel I feel bad we're ending the show without the naked girl in the light. Bulb, so <laughs> well, it's not a visual I, well, medium, Paul. I do have podcast <laughs> porn. Gilbert, I don't know whether this will work, but I have a naked weather girl <laughs> rapping. <laughs> yeah, get it naked. Out. A naked weather girl rapping. Rapping. <laughs> rapping. I'll take it. <laughs> you mean she's doing a rap like that's she's the weather? She's Oh, rapping like rapper's delight. I got yeah, it. She's not rapping the weather with well, rapping paper. Well, you'll take that. That's, yeah, a, that's something yeah, incidental. That's yeah. a normal kind of... Yeah. He'll take it. Coming up next, magic tricks on the podcast. That's my thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, Mar- Art Metrano's going to come on and do his, <laughs> and do his anky bit. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. This was a rare treat. We'll Thank have you, you back. Much. Great fun. Oh, so this has <laughs> Gilbert nodded Hugh, off 20 Hugh minutes Gilbert. ago. <laughs> uh, you, know, you, you could quiz Gilbert about his career and you wouldn't know. <laughs> Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsession. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Frank.